0: Up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host. Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served.
1: Hello and welcome to Oracle Soup. This is Gina Thies here with my sister, Katrina.
0: Katrina Wynn. Yes, here I am all the way over in Oregon. No, we say Oregon. but <laughs> Oregon! You must... Oregon! <laughs> Have you been listening
1: to me lately, lately? I think I always say Oregon, though.
0: You do know how to say Oregon. I do.
1: We are here, together, even though we're
0: apart. (laughs) But, you know, it feels like we're together. That's the beautiful thing about friendships, is when, you know, you can create a lot of space and autonomy and independence, and then you flow back together again. And, 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 of course, I live by the ocean, so I have metaphors like the ocean water coming along the shore and soaking into the sand, and then it goes back out into the ocean again.
1: Well, that sounds really nice. I could be really jealous, but all I hear is the sound of crickets and coyotes, and then the occasional donkey or cow, (laughs) as I live across from a big ranch. So so those are the sounds that I have, the sounds of um, animals. Nature. Nature sounds, nonetheless, (laughs) except the occasional honk or speeding motorists or something, but not too often.
0: Well, our dear Oracle Soup listeners, as usual, Gina and I were sitting around shooting the breeze, and she came up with a fantastic topic. I'm actually really glad we're talking about this. And and since this is being recorded in the winter in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, it just seems like a very apropos topic
1: Right. Well, you know, for us, this is one of those times where we are collecting things, we're coming off of a holiday where we've, you know, collected gifts, given gifts, collected gifts, um, just accumulate a lot of stuff. And you know, when it's that winter time, for us, we don't really do the cleaning, we typically do a spring cleaning, but now I've just Like I know my closet, my infamous closet, is once again piled up with stuff because I've been busy. I'm coming off of a busy uh party season, so it's almost like I'm like in the middle of changing ward wardrobes and stuff. So I have a bunch of stuff and I do kind of hoard makeup (laughs) and and clothes and shoes. And that
0: is the magical word we're gonna be exploring on Oracle Soup is the idea of Hoarding, but specifically around the idea of decks. Is it? We're not talking about books now. No, we we don't touch that one right now. Oh you my goodness, we don't even. <laughs> yeah, this is about decks.
1: I mean, and I guess if you aren't a, a a as an oracle, if you don't use decks, what, what else would you know? There are many other things. Maybe it's bones or <laughs> <laughs> dice, dice or. Yes. Feathers or something.
0: <laughs> and believe me, I, I have all of the above. <laughs> but when Wounds, it comes to you know, close to that like line between being a collector and being a hoarder, ooh, very fine line. So you wanna stop and think, do you really need that deck? Coming <laughs> up. <laughs> That's what we are going to be exploring. But in the meantime, kind of thinking along that theme, we have a featured card we'd like to talk about.
1: It is the Four of Pentacles, which looks like someone that's holding on typically in your rider weight or your rider weight clones. It's going to resemble someone clutching the disc as if they don't want to let them go, uh, <laughs> sitting on top of them and just holding on for dear life. Now, I, I can relate to that. There's decks <laughs> I don't think I will ever let go of. Oh. Yeah, I you know having multiple copies of her deck, that's <laughs> you know well they're they're functional and important in in that sense for me. But yes. um, for the Four of Pentacles, typically um, in the right away, he he actually looks like he's kind of grasping or protecting um holding up the shield to protect um you know the 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 chakras that are there the heart chakra the solar plexus if you will and some Mm -hmm. people actually reflect that this is about um not wanting to expose yourself or expose your inner self and um i like that interpretation i um kind of see it as sometimes things are coming to a delayed change you know, in terms of changes or you're sabotaging, which is <laughs> collecting hoarding, I sometimes see it as um, a sabotage. Yeah.
0: Now, if I'm going to take happening. that four of coins or pentacles in a slightly complementary direction, I like to go back to the numerology of the four. And I often think of the emperor. And I'm thinking about somebody who's creating an empire, and they've got their castle, or they've got their great wall of China, and they're creating this boundary and this distinction and the are dividing one area from another. Or even around yourself, like that character that you described in that particular deck, who's creating a wall around themselves. And so, to me, four is often about boundaries and whether those boundaries are permeable or whether they're really, really solid or they're not solid enough. And in many ways, it does relate to what we're talking about. And, of course, the pinnacles are going to be things that are solid, tangible. You can touch them. You can see them. Uh, you can hear them, etc. cetera. They're things in the material realm. Right. Things that are of the earth. Right.
1: And sometimes things make people feel comfortable it makes them feel connected sometimes we hold on to memories and the things that we collect we don't get want to get rid of heirlooms or we when someone leaves us we don't want to get rid of their stuff in any kind of way you know we can hold on to stuff thinking they'll come back and get it later or you know just because it's so overwhelming so the four pentacles in a sense, too, it's like you're holding on to the stuff, material world, and you can't let go of it. And sometimes it's like, is it worth having all of that stuff? Or are you taking on more than you can, biting off more, you, more than you can chew, as oh, they wow. say. Oh, wow.
0: Well, Miss Gina, we're going to have to explore that in a lot more detail. So we invite you to hang in there, and we'll be right back with Oracle Soup. for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair and join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Welcome back to Oracle Soup. And we are talking about a very delicate topic. And it has to do with this idea of whether one is a collector of decks or perhaps a hoarder of decks. And now we're not saying this in a judgmental way. We're certainly talking about it in a way that's lighthearted, where we laugh at ourselves. But we actually seriously want to look at what is the line between these two things and how do we, as these unique collectors of decks, um, kind of interface with the world, maybe how it affects us. Obviously, it affects our pocketbooks. But it also maybe benefits us in ways that we want to explore as well. (laughs)
1: True. You know, when we picked atop this topic, um, I had in mind, just I think about the community, the tarot community, and these ideas come out of what all readers um, or intuitive artists are, are facing. And I saw someone ask about, you know, do you do you buy a deck for the art's sake or is it a functional deck? Meaning, do you actually re- read with it? Are you ever gonna read with a deck? Well, I know myself. I love to support people that are trying to do anything related to tarot most of the time, and so art artists you know as a starving artist or aspiring to be a star starving artist i always wanted to have my work supported so i know that i know that feeling of you know hoping somebody gets it or somebody buys it so i like to uh support a lot of the kickstarter campaigns and and things like that so (laughs) i will buy decks that i know won't be quite functional but just for the sake of the art
0: you know, that's and one so way. that's a little bit like investing in the community. Mm-hmm. I think there's something very beautiful about investing in our friends and our acquaintances in the Tro community and holding them up for their creativity. So I, I get that.
1: Well, and so the other thing is, okay, so if the deck isn't functional, what are you going to do with it? It's going to sit in a box or a shelf or, you know, occasionally come out to show off or whatever. But, um, you know, in terms of a lot of people who collect, have you ever watched, or you may have some clients that are, you know, actually dealing with hoarding, but it often starts off as they're collecting something, and then it just grows, it just, <laughs> it just grows, typically out of control. Um,
0: yes. So, well, you Johnson. know, there's also a lot more decks available now. That's and that's true. also part of the unique challenge of this day and age because, you know, I, I can show my age. You know, I'm going to be 60 here pretty soon. And I, my first deck was handed to me when I was about 16. So I got along just fine with maybe, I would say, maybe four to six decks uh, up until a certain point. And then, of course, especially with things like the Internet Uh, You start realizing there's all these amazing decks. And like you mentioned, Gina, sometimes we're attracted to them because of the artwork sometimes we're attracted to a deck because it reads really well for us, you know, it's easy to work with, or it's really easy for our clients. For instance, if I'm working with children, I want to make sure I have some decks that really match them. And we have a whole show just about that on Oracle Soup we invite you to listen to. But the key is, is like, yeah, sometimes we have a really good reason for purchasing that deck, even if it's to support somebody in the Tarot community. But when do you kind of, Pull in the reins a little bit and say, you know what? I've got all the deck I'll ever need, you know? Or I have a favorite deck and I've really figured it out now. And then what do you do with all those other decks? I know for me, I even collect decks because I know they'll be good teaching tools or they make great illustrations when I'm writing.
1: Right. Well, there are many, many reasons to have a collection of decks decks now some people just like anything i mean you could collect porcelain dolls or whatever and it's it's just you know it's a serious business for some people because they end up trading you know and then there's you know you you have have to put a value in terms of when you're collecting that's about the the value and the investment and knowing what to look at that will become profitable down the road. So there's that aspect of it, but there's the other aspect of you've got, you know, a collection of, you know, you've acquired many decks and then you have to end up selling them because it's a financial burden or your, whatever becomes a financial burden. So there's that aspect to that. I've seen throughout, you know, my tarot, uh, (laughs) um, tenure so in terms of when you become a collector you have to look at different aspects of collecting i mean just like any other serious collector there is the investment is it worth buying you have to look at that so if you think i just want to have it but some people look at oh there's value to this so
0: it's like it's a rare deck for instance if you're collecting rare decks uh if you're more of an international collector or that particular artist or that creator, you really value their point of view and you know that it's something that is going to continue to have value?
1: Yes, and we have people that do it because they're tarot scholars, they're art historians, or they're tarot historians, and so they need to have quite a vast in their collection. And so that offers, um, you know, at some point that becomes important to their work. So there's that aspect. But what what would we call deck hoarding. I mean, you know, when you think of hoarding, what would you define yes. that well, I, as?
0: I'm going to go into a gray area in between because I imagine there's also people out there, and I fall into this a little bit myself, where each deck is like a different friend. And if you think about the way you relate to friends, you know, you have your inner circle, hopefully, right? Those are your best friends or the people you see on a regular basis, the ones that you show your most intimate details with, that you're really vulnerable with. And then there's the next layer. Well, these are my friendly acquaintances. I feel good. I feel warm around these folks. You know, they're my community. We do creative things together. And then there's like, oh, well, that person's fascinating. I'm just glad that I know them, you know, even though I only see them or like Facebook friends, you know, it's like you can have thousands of Facebook friends, but really just one close inner circle. I suspect That's the way some people relate to their decks.
1: Well, here's another thought. As a person that does a lot of events, I have to have an inventory, a whole plethora of different themes. You know, decks, because people are into their parties and themes and they want So I might want to bring something and have them either choose something or just have something that works with the theme. So I look at it from that aspect as supplies, right? So my thing in differentiating would be, am I just buying it in hopes that someday I'm going to read with it versus, you know, I know, okay, I can pull this out of my collection and say I have a perfect deck that matches your Hawaiian theme party <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true you know we're gonna really. use the dolphin or the hawaiian
1: <laughs> right you know so if you're sitting there thinking i i i i'm just gonna add this to my pile because maybe one day i will actually read with it. and hey, you know Gina, 10 10 years have passed and you haven't used it <laughs> this reminds me of your closet a little bit well you know here's the thing <laughs> your infamous closet here's the thing you know, I always have to be prepared because I'm one of those people will look at stuff and I, I do keep things for several years and it's like it comes back in style <laughs> or I've gotta find I've you gotta find that, yeah. the perfect top to go with these shoes I just bought. But in the end most of my stuff is not put away because I've used it, I've traveled with it, most of it is like stuff in my closet is like it hasn't been put away. I've unpacked it and it's just there. So I do accumulate um, a lot of clothes. I will admit that. So, yeah. um, so there's in like, sense, there's a the hoarding kind part, of though, area. Is, then, Yeah. Well, the hoarding part, you know, when you look at the, the hoarding shows, it's when it's too, it's to the point where it's not, you're never organized it and its years and it's collecting and it's trash involved. And it's just like, there's a hard time, Letting it go. I mean, there's a really emotional and psychological connotation to the hoarding part of it.
0: And that, and the point I want to make with that coming from more of a counseling point of view, Mm -hmm. it's the attachment to the things and not to them as unique. Uh, friends, let's say, or or helpers. And so suddenly they as a mass are what you end up being attached to and they do create something like that four of pinnacles we talked about in the earlier part where it becomes your protection and your blankie and and sort of like a a barrier even between you and the rest of the world. So then if we can speak a little more psychologically, the Mm -hmm. the difference between, let's say, an obsession, some of us may be obsessed with a Tarot, but when it crosses into addiction is when it takes over your life. In other words, you're not budgeting well. You're putting things on a credit card and you're paying interest on it just because you bought it on sale. You see, there's a point where it really is not healthy and that is slipping into the hoarding world. So again, Whether you're a collector means you put a lot of thought into each, you understand how it's going to fit in with the rest of the collection, you understand its usefulness. But when you just buy things automatically because it's satisfying an emotional need within you, then you might want to look at what that emotional need is that's triggering the desire to purchase.
1: Right. Now, in the beginning, as a new tarot reader, I know that... Um, and I, I see my students do this. I know new readers that do this, and it's just like they have to buy everything, every book that comes out. They're, you know, they're they're just collecting all sorts of information because they've got to know, they've got to have it. And decks become part of that too. It's like, oh, this, who's that? And you're just grabbing because you want you're so open to learning you're you don't want to miss out and all of these different techniques and everything or just you just want to know so in a sense for the newbie so to speak that that's that was really hard for me i mean i bought everything i could find on on the topic of tarot as my interest grew and it's just like and then you collect a bunch of books and and then the decks as well um but I think it, the important thing to recognize is like you said, if it's it, when it controls you, it's something to stop and think, do you really need that deck? <laughs> I've been on a, a deck binge before, you know, and it's, it's like, wow, do I actually... I have decks all over my house, and so um, most of them are not, still in packages, you know, but it's like one day. See, I had that thinking, too. Um, here's the other thing. Are you... Would it, it upset you to get rid of it? Right? That how, how yes. How... If, if you had to give away a deck, would you kind of, you know, kind of hug on it and say no 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 please don't leave me Uh, one of the great things about some of the conferences is they'll do swap tables and you'll see the you know it's a really great idea to kind of just see what people were willing to let go or trade you know i think Terrell deck trading needs to be a practice because it's like there's so many decks in circulation you know it's like taking good care of it but there's this thing about um, touching your deck and touching like crystal some people freak out when you touch. Their their um, particular items, and that would be a that would be a, whole, a other, whole other topic. That would be a whole other <laughs> topic. But you know, if you're like, I don't, I don't want to let it go. I don't want it to be touched. These yeah. are things to look look at in terms of
0: attachment all right so i really think we've done a very fine job of beginning to talk about what is that fine line between being maybe a a serious uh, intentional collector and slipping into the hoarding side of things and justifying it somehow so let's all be aware of that because i love the fact that you brought up that it's okay to share and pay it forward and and support the entire community in more than one way
1: absolutely absolutely great topic
0: Thank you for spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com. For hot new servings of our Saucy Talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup Pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor, spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.
1: we